a dumb fuck smile on your face. <laughs> uh, I don't know because it's 1.55 p.m. on Monday afternoon. And mm-hmm. I'm shirking my responsibilities from work to be able to You're do this You're doing right now. what at work? <laughs> shirking. Shirk. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer, and it's Monday, and I'm here with my brother. Hello. <laughs> it sounds like my name is Hello. My oh. brother, hello. <laughs> my brother, hello. Um, you know, I, I mentioned you on an episode I did about Real Housewives of New Jersey last week. Because the Real Housewives of New Jersey are perplexingly in the country of Ireland for mm-hmm. real get the Teresa Judice's bachelorette trip. <laughs> what? <laughs> Teresa Judice went back to her native home of Ireland. <laughs> of Dublin, Ireland. And it's so funny because they keep like going to restaurants and ordering margarita pizzas. Like there's a scene where they go to like a Thai restaurant in Dublin. And they're like, yeah, we order the margarita pizza. What? <laughs> you know, we laugh, but you know I'd order chicken wings at whatever restaurant. We were if, there's at. A ch- if there's a chicken parm, you're getting it. Yep. That 100%. is my entree. Yeah. That is. Remember the one that we had in Atlantic City where they like um, butterfly or something it? the entire- Do I remember in, it? Yes. In the there's, entire so chest. <laughs> That's right. There's just one little piece of bone at the bottom of it. Is it Bobby Flay? Uh, no, it wasn't Bobby Flay. It was, I forget which, it was at the Tropicana. So it wasn't really, I don't think it was the classiest restaurant. No, I think it was like a Wolfgang or like a Bobby Flay. It definitely was not. Not that they're both the same. <laughs> it definitely. It definitely was not. I can look it up right now. Uh, no, no, um, no, no, don't, do don't. Please don't. But that thing was incredible. Um, when it was delivered, you just get a plate and it looks like a pizza because mm-hmm. they've butterflied the chicken completely open. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't breaded, I don't believe. But then mm-hmm. there's just uh, there's just sauce and cheese, uh, sauce and cheese. It's oh, perfect. Delicious. Anyway, so I mentioned that I think that Ireland seems like a lovely place to go to. In fact, I'd love to go there with you one day. Oh, yeah. push you off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> It was an Aaron Go Bra, right? Is Aaron that Go Bra, yeah. Yeah, yes. Aaron Go Boom, off the cliff. Um, <laughs> Aaron Go Splat. <laughs> <laughs> they change your name to Aaron and just throw you off. <laughs> what if that's how I want to die? Oh, then I won't do it. Okay. The last, what? if uh, I would not do it then. I'm not giving you satisfaction as my last act on earth for you or your okay. last act on earth. I don't know. <laughs> we'll think about it. Anyway, um, so what's going on? Is there any big sports stuff? I know that the NFL draft is going on. I know this because my husband is all I hear all, all around the house is dun, 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 the stupid <laughs> draft music for like That's three when- fucking days. Yeah, that's when the pick is officially in. There's a I little know. jingle that comes in. And then you wait. And then you say, oh, my God, what's the pick going to be? But if you're following on Twitter, the pick is already in because they leak it out to, like, NFL reporters. Oh. Um, but, yeah, your husband had maybe the best uh, draft of his life. Um, and that's really saying something because the Eagles had a great draft last year. Um, and then this year they have just – it's incredible what they've done. You so know what's garbage that, of me what? is I didn't mm-hmm. know that he had the best draft of his life. 
Yeah, he's so happy. He so he you know he does this thing. Well, he does this thing where he doesn't want to get too excited, and it's annoying because then you have to be like, no, uh, an objectively great thing has happened for you. It's okay for you to be excited. So he'll just be like, you know, he'll he'll he won't get too uh, excited. He'll like want to cover his bases or whatever. But you know, you can tell from like. It's weird, man. Like you can just tell from the text messages that he is just popping off. He's so excited, but he doesn't want to reveal it because it may come back and slap him in the face. What a deep insight into my marriage. Like what? <laughs> this is why I'm always like, "Are you mad at me?" And he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm very happy. I'm very happily married to you." And I'm like, "Are you sure about that? Are you sure?" <laughs> he's like, "No, I am. Obviously." And I'm like, "Is it that obvious though? I'm not sure." So it makes sense because I think that he is just always worried about the other shoe dropping. So he's just yep. like, "Why experience any level of joy at all when it can all be snatched away from you?" What a happy person! Every night I offer him a Prozac. I'm like, "You want one?" He said, "No, thanks." You know, the thing is, he is happy. He is a happy person, or whatever, but. Um, he secretly keeps receipts. You know that, right? Like he will go back. Sometimes he'll respond back to messages with like the finger point thing from like yeah. a year and a half ago because you know it's been in, on his head the entire time. When it's something that he cares about, he keeps yeah. receipts. Yep. However, I do think that the keeping of receipts is a um, a practice that he's learned from his wife <laughs> because I keep receipts on him. All oh, the yeah. time. I love to respond to a message that he, he asked me a question and I respond to it. I don't even use the finger pointing emoji. I just do a period. <laughs> I reply to the message and I say period. And the, Or if I'm in a real sassy mood, I'll be like, are you seriously asking me that? And he'll be like, what? I didn't know. And then when I give him, give him the information that he has asked me for that I previously shared, this motherfucker doesn't even say thank you. He just goes, okay. Okay. What's he supposed to do? Well, he's not supposed to thank you. Do you have to thank each other in a marriage? Because that seems exhausting. Yes. You no. should. I, listen, I would love some thanks. Can I get a fucking thank you around here from these ungrateful snakes? For what though? Like, what do you, what is that? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm asking, like, if he, uh, like, obviously you gave him children, whatever. Um, but so, you know, the thanks for that is, uh, I think that's unsaid, right? Need, no, I don't need to thank you for being a vehicle that did a thing that, that a lot of bodies do. Okay. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to degrade myself to just being a person that makes humans. Okay. <laughs> Even though it is an amazing thing that my body does. Yes, of course. It's not all I am. That's not what I need thank you for. I need thank you sometimes for just like running this house like a well-oiled machine. I mean, this man is out of the house for 13 hours a day. So everything that happens here happens because of me. Well, so I hope if Fahad is listening, the next time you hear the dryer uh, get turned on, just uh, make sure that you say thank you um, because you put you turn the dryer on and the maybe put some dryer sheets in there. The dryer? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm so sick mm. of this shit. Hey, so yeah, so that's going on. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you go ahead. No, please tell me more about the draft. I had no idea they had a great time. Oh, the draft is over. I mean, the draft. They the Eagles had uh, a great draft. They are probably going to be the favorites again. And um, I pretended like I was real happy for him, but I'm not because 
Um, the 49ers should be there also again this year. They should be competing. Uh, but the Eagles are clearly the favorites in the NFC. And I'm not just saying this over and over again uh, to jinx the Eagles season um, and, um, you know, hope that it uh, it flounders spectacularly. That's not the reason why I'm saying this, that, you know, that they paid their uh, beautiful quarterback all this money and they have all these uh, high draft picks coming in. And, you know, there should be no reason for the Eagles not to do well. They should win the Super Bowl. That's not a jinx at all. You know what? Yeah, that pod's going to be really upset. He would rather <laughs> give me thank yous than listen to you jinx the Eagles this way. Okay? Yeah. Um, did you see clips of the White House Correspondents' Dinner? I haven't. I saw – I know that it happened, but I haven't watched them yet. Well, you know, even important for me um, is that uh, Lisa Vanderpump – Ariana and Lala from the Vanderpump Rules were invited to the White House press correspondence dinner. You know, you know who invites these people, right? It's it's the media invites them. It's not like, you know, the White House goes, oh, you know what? These are fine people that should be part of it. It's just the media companies invite them. So I'm not sure who Bravo is owned by. That's NBC, right? NBC. Yeah. So NBC invited them, but they're just using them, you know, to uh, advertise their yeah. yeah, of course. He, they were even mentioned in the Roy Wood Jr.'s um, speech. Oh, were they? Yes, the scandal was, we got a full shot of Ariana gasping and everything. I got a question about the scandal. Okay. I'm going to ask you. So okay. I somehow came across through the algorithms, because mm-hmm. our devices are always spying on us. <clears throat> yeah. uh, the, I was suggested clips of this Tom Sandoval on the Howie Mandel show, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I watched it, I remember like looking at the like the like the ticker, like the you know like the time thing. I made it twenty seven seconds, right? Okay. Of mm-hmm. Tam- Tom Sandoval speaking, he is the least compelling human being I've ever heard. Yes. He has like he has like this Napoleon Dynamite type of cadence, but yeah. he di- and it's just like and then I was just like. Why is this person famous? Like he's not he's not like a movie star. He's good looking, sure, but I'm like, I don't want to say, I'm so angry. He does a lot of like, like, dude, so dude, you know, so dude. And you're like, you've made no points. Yeah, he was talking about I think the the clip was when he was like, you know, and then she was like, uh, you know, uh, okay, if we're gonna break up, then I'll be off the show. And like, how's that fair to me? Like, that's like totally messed up. And he's like emphasizing, but he was emphasizing improperly. And I'm like, why? Why am I listening to this? Why are you a person? And I was like, my sister's made a fortune talking about this piece of shit. Look, that's a fortune. Okay, guys, (laughs) listen, let's relax. Okay. A fortune. Those are big words. Okay. (laughs) Humble, a humble side hustle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it pays for it pays for uh, uh, for dinners on a trip, but not for the trip. No, yeah, honestly, <laughs> and with the way that things are priced these days, I wouldn't even yeah. say it pays for the whole dinner at the trip. Okay, no. honestly, just the entrees, not the sides. No, like my morning coffee. Like I don't <laughs> think that we're really. I don't want to paint the picture that I'm, you know, Scrooge McDucking over here over <laughs> podcast money. Okay. This is an, an empire of fortune. You know what's funny about that interview reel? Yeah. You want to know how it ended? Yeah. 
The interview ended with Howie Mandel shaving his mustache. No. <laughs> Howie Mandel, who's like famously a germaphobe, yeah. right? Shaved Tom Sandoval's weirdo pedo mustache at the end of a podcast. And now is Howie Mandel a big like Vanderpump no. person? He has he had no idea about any of it. His daughter, who co-hosts the podcast with him, uh-huh. she is, I guess, a fan of the show. But also, Howie Mandel's podcast producer is married to <laughs> is married to a band member of Tom Sandoval's cover band that is touring the country for free shows called oh Tom God. Sandoval and the Most Extras. <laughs> and the Most Extras? Yeah. Uh, that name is kind of fitting, I guess. <laughs> it says, all these people should be irrelevant. I, I'm so angry. Listen, there's so much useless information in my mind. I sometimes, like, <laughs> like really don't love it. Like, sometimes uh, I think, you know, like, okay, so there's recently been a lot of, like, um, really cool stuff, like South Asian creators and Mm -hmm. musicians and writers and stuff like that right so uh there's that movie polite society that's coming out that looks amazing our friend imran is making a movie made a movie that was like a fan favorite at south by southwest like there's so many cool things there's like the pillars fund there's miss marvel and so i see a lot of like these like different um organizations that highlight like women south asian women doing you know art or uh, talking about you know social justice things or like reproductive rights and stuff and I think it's so cool because they get like spotlighted for these things and I think mm-hmm. that they are doing amazing work that more people should like give you know importance to mm-hmm. and I'm like I would never get spotlighted on that because they'd be like what good have you done for <laughs> South Asia and I'm like sometimes I talk about family karma and I pronounce everybody's name correctly. Like I <laughs> am such a garbage person. Like oh what God. am I doing here? Oh, don't say that. You're providing this is a, a great service that you're providing to people out there. <laughs> people need to know how to say those last names sometimes. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <sighs> anyway. Um did you hear what's going on with Brian McKnight? <laughs> What? <laughs> You're familiar with Brian McKnight, the singer? Uh, one, it's like a dream come true. <laughs> yes, that is that is who I remember. Okay, so <clears throat> he is getting blasted on social media this weekend because he's apparently been posting about his daughter, his stepdaughter mm-hmm. named Julia or Jules. And he's like, You're the, I am so grateful for you. I love you. I'm like, this seems like a lovely post by a really nice stepdad, right? You're the daughter that I've I've always wanted, all this stuff, like really nice things about his child. Feels like a normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. Well, the internet is like, why is he posting things like you're the child I always wanted, the daughter every dad could dream of when he has an actual biological daughter that he has disowned? Oh, no. And then all this stuff came out about Brian McKnight being a real garbage person. So apparently, yeah. So apparently he was married, had two sons named Brian Jr. and Nico. Okay. Then he had an affair with another woman. 
mm-hmm. and had a baby with this other woman. His wife, whose name is actually Julia, ends up taking that daughter in, Brianna, like her own. So she's got he's got Brian Jr., Nico, and Brianna. And somehow, I don't know what happened, but Brian McKnight has disowned that entire side of the family. He ends up getting remarried to somebody else, has a stepdaughter that he's raising like his own, and like posting on social media regularly about how amazing she is. And then he has another child named Brian. Okay. Who he's like posts about my namesake, all this stuff, right? Really? And he names that baby Brian McKnight Jr. also. But you already have a Brian McKnight Jr. (laughs) He's just replacing one with the other? He's literally replacing his children. And what's really fucked up is like, apparently his daughter that he has disowned goes to the same private school as the stepdaughter. (laughs) And he has no relationship with her. I was like, okay, it's one of those things where I'm like, Again, I don't need to know this information about people in my head. Why do I know this? The fact that I have to like look up like, you know, the capital of fucking Spain, but I I don't I I know off the top of my head what Brian McKnight who had one song that I listened to regularly and still put on a lot of playlists. I know his children's names and his stepchild's name. Why do I know this information? Well, so I can't defend that at all because that is a thread that you saw and then you followed it all the way through completely unnecessarily. You could have you could have been learning capitals at that point. I, uh, <laughs> I, was, I went on TikTok and I watched several videos about it. Why? <clears throat> now, this seems like a private family matter. Um, so I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to keep from commenting on it in full. Um, I will say I think that. Um, in general, we uh, allow for celebrities to do a lot uh, worse than we would to our friends in regular life because, you know, those songs don't come from nowhere. You know, Brian McKnight needs uh, motivation or whatever. I remember watching a Brian McKnight uh, MTV Cribs and he mm-hmm. had a piano at the foot of the bed, right? It was okay. like right at the foot of the bed. Yeah. And he said that he puts it there because sometimes in the morning he likes to wake up and look at um, an undressed woman uh, on the bed for um, for motivation, inspiration? for oh inspiration. God. Yeah, for as his muse. So you know what? He's a little weirdo. He also, yeah, very good basketball player. Not that um, our, not that a, a basketball uh, or an R and B singer who's a good basketball player is a good thing because um, R. Kelly also famously a great basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> they used to play pick up with Michael Jordan when he was in Chicago. So oh, there's that. Oh. There you go. You talk about useless information. I know Brian McKnight has a good jump shot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel better about it now. Anyway, um, I want to talk about succession, but real quick, can I tell you something that happened to me this weekend also? <sighs> yes. I was invited to a Essex County muslim moms whatsapp group like a couple Mm -hmm. of months ago and i mean like i get invited to these like groups and i know that i'm probably like the most liberal person that's being invited to it but i i always think to myself like it's always good to like know people right like in the community Mm -hmm. or whatever well with june a good full one month away they are in a gay panic and i had to leave the group because they were like, 
I can't even go to the library in the month of June because of all the rainbow nonsense that's going on here. And like, I read all the messages to Fahad. First, okay, so it started with some some idiot sending a WhatsApp video that was like, "This is the kind of stuff they're trying to bring into kindergartens, right?" Is it? And is it, it the lady in Hawaii? No, it's not. It's a. It's it's a. Um, I'm, I'm thinking a Muslim guy reading a book, and it's uh, a book called ABCs of Equality, and mm-hmm. so it's like you know, F is for feminism, uh, R is for race. Z is How for, yeah, X is for xenophobia, S is for sex, oh, no. uh, L is for, and when they go to L is for LGBTQ, the guy doesn't even read it. He just goes, L is for, <sighs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> relax, right? So anyway, this woman sends it in the group and she's like, this is why I wish that there were more Islamic schools and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then the video is like, they haven't introduced this to kindergartners yet, but this is what they're trying to push. And I'm like, first of all, just because it's okay. And then he was like, when I was growing up, ABCs was A is for Apple, B is for ball and C is for cat. But now look at what they're teaching kids. And I was like, first of all, A is still for Apple. <laughs> we didn't replace it. No, A is for anal beads. That is what the media isn't telling you. A is for anal beads. And B is for beads. You don't even want to know what C is. <laughs> so, like, it's just so annoying because, like, and then the women are, like, responding to this video and they're like, this is why I wish that, you know, I could send my kids to Islamic school and, like, I wish that we could control what our children see. And then one woman was like, I'm not scared. I tell my kids all the time it's unnatural and disgusting. And another oh, woman good. was like, oh, great, good, good job. <laughs> and then another woman was like, I already teach my kids it's Adam and Eve, not whatever this disgusting stuff is they're teaching them in school. I'm like, first of all, have you have you ever walked inside of a school? There's so many things. First of all, they're not pushing that book anywhere. It's like a book that somebody would buy and show their kids but also have you ever met a kindergartner they can't pronounce the word xenophobia like those are not concepts that they would ever try to teach in kindergarten like noah is a month away from finishing kindergarten and he has just learned that when you put an e at the end of a three-letter word with a vowel in the middle the e makes the a the e makes the vowel a long vowel he's so cute he goes, Mama, did you know that when you say like a word like bat and then you put an E at the end of it, E is like a bully. And then it goes to the vowel and it says, hey, say your name. And then the vowel says, okay. So instead of bat, A says bait. And I was like, wait, that's so smart. That's amazing. Wait, can he teach me? <laughs> you know, like green with the E at the end. I'm like, it's greeny. Is it grand? <laughs> right. I like, that's what they're learning. Like nobody is yeah. learning. And then they were just a lot of like rainbow nonsense, rainbow nonsense. So I was reading Fahad the messages and Fahad was like, you should respond. And you should be like, yeah, even God is so gay now. The other day I went outside and I saw two rainbows. I was like, Fahad, I can't with them. So then I just like politely left the group. And I was like, well, I tried. I tried with my people. I tried to be a part of a community. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about how I went to the mosque uh, during Ramadan and yes, and how they uh, there was an anti-abortion? Oh no! Ser- uh, like khutbah, yeah, sermon. 
<laughs> it was like during spring break. I went to I actually took the kids too. So the kids were like not really paying attention. But the imam was talking about like the three greatest sins, right? Mm-hmm. And all sins are forgivable except for three these three sins. And one was oh, no. not believing in God. One mm-hmm. was uh no, one was uh not believing in God. One is killing of innocence, and the third is adultery. Okay. Well, didn't talk about adultery at all. We skipped right over adultery. We went to killing innocence. And this guy was like, you know, I think it's still happening from the form of abortion in this country. And these women, these mothers are killing their children. So, of course, my kids are not paying any attention. And then Aiden is like, mothers are killing children. I was like, and you could just feel like the uncomfortable, like everybody kind of like rustling around in the women's section. Like I was there with my friend Sabina and she was like, are you kidding me right now? Like her daughter was with her because it was during, everybody brought their kids. Yeah. So I was like, we're not even going to talk about adultery. We're not going to talk about men stepping out on their wives because there's probably so much of that happening right now in the men's section, right? Or or even uh, within our religion, how how accepted it is to get, to just get a second younger wife and, uh, and, and defend it. Like it's something that makes total sense. Yes. Nope. Nope. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to go jump over to abort. And then he's like, even though, yes, there are instances in Islam where it's allowed. I was like, it's always allowed. And he's like, why would you even walk down the path of sin? And I was like, well, it's none of your business. It was so crazy to me. So, like, I feel like I am at a point in my life where I have tried, because of my children, I have tried really hard in the last two years to try to, like, integrate myself into a community. But I keep learning more and more that, like, there is an ideological difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that as long as there is an ideological difference, I'm not going to get what I need from a community perspective from certain spaces or certain groups. And that's okay because for me, it, it was never about religion. It was always just about finding community for my kids. Yeah. But I've learned it's for not, like it's not for me. I shouldn't try to run down that again. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I feel a, co- a lot of things uh, about this conversation, because I'm sure your husband has told you, he and I are part of multiple groups, right? With mm-hmm. brown dudes um, that are, you know, that are pretty open about their homophobia and their transphobia, um, and uh, actually their racism. Um, they're pretty open about it, right? They're yep. open about it, and they defend it by saying it's some sort of a religious stance, right? Yeah. So when I hear you talk about brown women being the same way there's a part of me that goes well maybe it's not just all patriarchy maybe you uh maybe maybe it's just that maybe it's just you know backwards views um well yeah yeah the patriarchy rears itself with women in internalized misogyny but go on i get i get it i know i know i know i know that it was all going to come back and bite me in the ass anyways (laughs) but for the time being i can just say well you know women are trash also sometimes um (laughs) No, we've, uh, you know, we've had, we were having this conversation over the weekend. We were having this conversation this morning. There are these, there are these brown guys uh, that seem to think that, you know, being progressive and being uh, Democrats 
is somehow a weakness. Like they're like, oh, Democrats are pandering to us. They're wolves in sheep's clothing or you know what I mean? And they are going to come back if they don't actually care about us. Uh, we would much rather be Republicans because Republicans just tell us the truth the way that it is. And then they say stuff like this gender nonsense needs to stop. Right. And it's like, <laughs> motherfucker, what does that mean? What, what does, does it that mean? That mean? This, what is what this is gender nonsense? Mean? Nobody is forcing you to change your gender, you piece of shit. If you yeah. love your dick, congratulations. This is a great dick, I'm sure, for you. Nobody's <laughs> telling you to chop it off. Nobody's going to force you to chop off your, mm-hmm. your son's dick mm-hmm. off or anything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Right. I don't understand like where Muslims that think like this get I don't understand like the like the self-satisfaction that they have in this in this conversation. Like they're proud. They're proud of their homophobia. And it's like, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you understand that what you are going through is what society, American society went through in the nineties, right? Yeah. When being gay was ostracized and you people fell back on this like bullshit religious stance oh you know Mm -hmm. i'm just talking about nature oh no so i'm not i'm not a hateful person somebody can do something else they want in their own life but i'm not a hateful person i just don't want it around me and i don't want to be and it's like that is not the point like imagine a six-year-old that is truly confused that is actually hurting about what they see in the mirror right and how they feel and how it doesn't feel normal like how can you like be okay with just shutting that kid off. You know what I mean? That is, that is a thing that you have to think about. Like we had this guy, we had this conversation about guns Mm -hmm. because father and I are obviously very anti guns. And Mm -hmm. at the same time we were having this conversation about, you know, somebody sent a bullshit video of what somebody found in a, in a library in the kid section. Oh my God, they should, I don't want to be seeing penises in the kid section. It's like, bitch, don't show your kid that book. Like you don't have to check it out. The kid can't check it out themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And somebody said, well, you know, I'm thinking about um, homeschooling my kids because either they'll be, um, you know, if they go to school, either they'll be um, subjected to all this LGBT stuff, or they're going to get shot with an AR-15, right? And it's like, yeah, no, those two things are totally equal. Exactly. You are making a great point, dumbass. Yeah. It's Idiot. like, motherfucker, like, get your head out of your ass. This isn't about you. And then this other thing that people have, like, well, you know, at least the Democrats are the party of the LGBT, and we can't have that because we're Muslims. We should look at Republicans because they're more conservative and they have religious views or whatever. It's like, no, you... Do you think that the Republicans want you? You think yeah. it is, mm-hmm. you think, you think it's not the fact, you, you think the fact that they're um, trying to rely on your homophobia to excite you means that they're actually welcoming you? No, they're using you. They're yep, using exactly. you so that they can generate excitement about their own hateful shit. And once they run out of gay people to complain about, guess who's next? Guess who yep. they're coming after next if they're not going to be coming at, uh, at you in like parallel form? Right. It's like understand the country where you're living. Right. People are like, oh, I can't vote for Democrats because they're too supportive of LGBT. Well, guess what your other option is? If you really think your other option is Republicans, God bless you. Like, good luck with that. So, Well, I also think that there's this like fear of indoctrination. Right. They're always like, oh, they're indoctrinating our children to this rainbow stuff. And it's like to me, I, I hear that and I'm like, I don't. I don't understand why you would think that way, but I realize that in a lot of conservative or like society or in religious organizations, or if you grow up religious, being part of a religion includes 
indoctrination. And because it is so heavily part of your existence as like a, you know, an Orthodox Christian or Jew or Muslim or Hindu or whatever, it's a part of existing in that religion is to be fully indoctrinated into believing that a particular ideology is the truth and nothing else. And it's Mm -hmm. so deeply woven into their understanding of the human existence that they believe that if a human being is shown any other alternative that the alternative is that they will also be indoctrinated by that and i think that like if you open your brain and say oh and i'm i'm capable of believing multiple things at one time and believing that people should be allowed to exist however they want and knowing that people should be allowed to exist how they want doesn't mean that i have to exist like them i think that if you if you Again, it goes down to an ideological difference of like human nature and people and society and sociology. And that's why there's such a disconnect between conservative people and normal people. Of like, <laughs> you know, there's this, I, I don't, you know, when people talk like that, to me, it's just such a deep misunderstanding of not just how human beings work, but also it makes me, and, and you shouldn't question, right? You shouldn't question what somebody else's faith is or how somebody else chooses to believe or whatever, right? For me, it's like the, you know, my support of the LGBTQ community in no way affects my ability to practice Islam, right? I yeah. understand, I understand that, you know, books were written you know, or books were revealed, sorry, way before my time. And they came with the set of rules that they came with that were, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're definitely not appropriate for the, the, the society in which I'm choosing to live today. Right. Mm-hmm. But in the time, maybe it made sense for those people. Right. But at this point, it's like, no, it's okay. It's okay for you to keep your core beliefs, but understand that, you know, the the things that religions do um, for community are different from things that religion uh, does for you in terms of belief. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Practice your Islam. You are free to practice Islam by yourself or within a community, but you are also free to have your heart open for other people that maybe don't have the same ferocity uh, in the way that they practice their religion as you do, but it doesn't make them any less Muslim. It doesn't make them any less human being, and it doesn't make them any less worthy of your empathy or your sympathy, right? That's the problem, right? It's like, I I don't understand what the panic is. Like, you know, I've been, um, I, I think we're both fairly liberal, right? Yeah. Um, and I've seen kind of a lot of things, right? A lot of things that are 100% wrong if you're mm-hmm. going by the core beliefs of Islam, right? Mm-hmm. I've done some things that I'm not proud of or I wouldn't Ooh. be proud of that. I'd be ashamed if they came out, right? Yeah. Having said all that, you're not going to talk me into being gay, right? Yeah. You couldn't yeah. talk me into being gay. Trust me, right? I've tried. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works right so yeah. if 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 it doesn't work that way if it doesn't go in that direction then i have to it's only right for me to be like well if somebody is gay and they're telling me that they're gay whatever i feel about the opposite gender the same ferocity the same love the same attraction that i have for a woman it's as true 
for for the person about somebody with the same gender. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And all I have to do is just say, okay, well, good for you. You know what I mean? I That's all you have to do. All you have to say is, you know what? Nothing, nothing on me, right? And like these, these guys, like they, it's funny how quickly they fall into the sex part of it. Yeah. They talk about how disgusted they are with the, with the thought of it, right? And it's like, motherfucker, who is telling you to imagine people having sex? I don't want to imagine you having sex with your wife. That disgusts me. <laughs> yeah. You know so what I mean? that's, that's uh, so Noah one day asked me, he was like, Mama, when it's when two boys get married to each other, how do they have babies if mommies are the ones with the eggs in their bellies? Right. Yeah. And I was like, First of all, Noah, this is the second thing that he's dropped on me this podcast. <laughs> so smart. And I said, um, I said, that's a great question. I said, a lot of times um, there is such a thing as adopting babies. I said, sometimes there's kids in the world who don't have parents. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, parents can't take care of their kids. So then those kids can be adopted by another family. So a lot of times when you have two boys who get married, those two boys will adopt a baby. And sometimes when there's two moms who get married, they also will adopt a baby, whatever. I wasn't going to get into the details of surrogacy with him, but I was like, because also I'm not okay with talking to him about sperm because that's not my department. Um, because, it, because it gives you the giggles? <laughs> because it's ridiculous, okay? Emphasis on dick. Anyway, so he he was oh, like, ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> he goes, he was like, he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, um, he said something like, you know, that's really nice of them to take babies that aren't theirs, but it's really sad that there's babies out there whose parents can't take care of them. And I said, yeah, yeah. it is. But that's why it's really nice when you have parents that want to become adoptive parents. Like that's why people mm-hmm. who adopt are amazing because they're taking care of kids who otherwise would have nobody, right? And in that little conversation I had with my son, I took away the part of like, when two boys marry each other, they put their dicks in places. Like I took that whole thing out of it and I was like, okay, let's talk about family. Like, and now my son is relating a same sex family with the idea that there are people out there who want to have children, who want to have families that are same sex couples or non-binary couples, whatever they are. And they choose a different path of how to make a family. And being an adoptive parent is a totally normal way of being a you know a parent fucking marjorie taylor green was out there this like last week telling uh uh i forgot what the hearing was for i think it was like a pandemic schools and pandemic and like Mm -hmm. how they reacted like the guidelines that were created for schools during the pandemic and they're saying how bad they were and all this stuff so one of the people that was i think a rabbi a female rabbi from New York was the one that was like in this hearing and Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, are you a mother? And she was like, yes, I am through marriage. Right. And she said to her, well, you're not a mother. You're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. Like, like, again, like these are, this is the thing. Like I, if your ideology removes certain people's existence because it doesn't fit into the box that you believe it needs to fit into in order for it to be valid, then we're not having a conversation. So like for my kids, that's the thing. Like whenever they have these kinds of questions, I just bring it to them of like the most, the most simple reasons for why two people of the same sex would want to be married to each other or want to be with each other, right? Because they love each other and that's it. Two yeah. two boys can like each other, two girls can like each other, whatever, right? Like 
my kids will ask things like, oh, you know, mama, your favorite color should be pink because you're a girl. And I'm like, nope. It doesn't have to be because anybody can like anything. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, right? Like you just have these simple conversations. And I think what pisses me off about a lot of conservative people and how they approach LGBTQ stuff is like they always go straight to the sexuality part of it, the sex part of it. And it's funny because they're so hyper worried about over-sexualizing their – of the over-sexualization of children the reason why they're so worried about it is because they themselves view human beings as sexual beings and that's it. And I think, and I, I hate this because uh, it's going to be a big win for you, but ultimately it is that it is that it is that, that, that patriarchy coming back mm. um, and slapping people in the face, right? Like, so it is, it is based in misogyny because if you, you know, that homophobia exists because on some level, you believe that women are vehicles for childbirth. That's, That's right. all they are. That's they are they just are. there for you to uh, stuff your seed in, um, and they'll grow stuff the baby. Seed. And then you can you can keep them there for eighteen years, so you got a good product, hopefully. Um, and then you know you just uh, grow your empire. Um, that's the way that that's the way that people people look at. People look at women. That's the reason why, right? That there's, you know, there's all this bullshit about, well, you know, the roles of a man. A man should be strong, and a man should provide for his family. That, well, you know, the men are men are physically created. I mean, you can see it's science. You know, men are stronger. Men can uh, with you know withstand more pain. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, bitch, that made sense when we were in the caves, right? You sit yeah. at a computer for eight hours a day and you click yeah. on shit. You know, you're not. You're not doing pull-ups at work. You know what I mean? There's nothing that you do that a woman can't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, All these guys that are like, oh, I'm an alpha. I'm like, are you? <laughs> you sit on your, yeah, you sit on your computer and you bebop and clickety-clack on things. Like, okay. Yeah. Do 10 push-ups first before you talk to me, you fuck. <laughs> like, what, do you, what are we talking about here? You can't, you're not, you're not this alpha. No, you're uh, not. It's very depressing. I know. Listen, this episode is going a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So I'm going to wrap it up here and then I'll do another episode release of the succession recap because this was one of my favorite episodes of the season. I love this episode so much. It set me straight so quickly. uh, We'll we'll get into it real quick because like up until like last week, I thought this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Finish that thought and then that'll be the preview of the next episode that I release, which will be released tomorrow to talk about succession. Yes. No, because like I like the last two weeks, I was like, "Oh, Kendall and Roman are like the heroes, and I want them to do well." And and, and this episode's like, "Hey, bitch! Like, for you forgot the fact that this thing is all just based in nepotism, and they're actually <laughs> morons. And these aren't the people you should be rooting for." And I was like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs>